It seems like no one is happy with milk pricing, and there may be some change on the horizon. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. I caught up with Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of National Milk Producers Federation, during CheeseCon in Madison. He was a panelist discussing the need for another look at how dairy farmers are paid. So, Jim, tell me, where are we at today with this idea of restructuring our federal milk markets? Well, as you know, Carrie, National Milk has been involved in an in-depth effort over the last year, really a year and a half, to take a very deep dive look at the federal milk marketing order system uh, to update the program. It hasn't had any significant changes since we did the last it was reform back in 2000 because we needed major changes at that point. But now, 23 years on, we really haven't done any major changes to the program. And like any program, it needs to be updated and modernized. So we've been doing that deep dive into the pricing formulas that det- help determine the, the pay price that farmers receive on class one, two, three, and four done that deep dive, looked at the formulas, and there are a number of them that need to be updated and changed. And that's what we've been engaged in. We are at almost at the finish line of our comprehensive proposal, which will be submitted to USDA later this month uh, to ask for a national federal order hearing. And I expect the department will grant that hearing at some point, you know, maybe early summer, uh, which should trigger then a actual hearing um, sometime maybe late late August, early September is the time frame. So at, even though we've done a lot of work, we're kind of at the front end of this process to have a hearing on major changes to the program. When we think about the industry over the last 20 years, there's been just massive changes. Everything is different. So, I mean, obviously we're right. We need to relook at this. But is this a little bit of opening Pandora's box once we start digging in here? Well, it's not really opening Pandora's box because, yes, there are always those critics of the program who want to see it go away, but fundamentally, the Federal Milk Marketing Order Program is important to this industry. It provides, it assures producers of a um, orderly marketing conditions for their milk, and that's critically important in the dairy industry. We harvest milk every single day. You need to have a, a, a framework, a regulatory framework to protect producer interests, and it's designed to assure that consumers have an adequate supply of fluid milk. Um, Those two, and there are other kind of principles of the program, those two are fundamental to it. But in order for it to work best, you need to keep it updated. And we haven't done that in the last 23 years now. The updates we're looking at will affect all classes, class one, two, three, and four, and will be important changes. They go a little bit beyond fine-tuning, but they're not a major you know, not a wholesale change that we're making. We really are trying to just modernize it, update it to today's dairy industry. Tell me, what are the friction points? What are the points people uh, in our industry aren't in agreement on? Well, let me first say that we've gone to great lengths over this last year to build consensus in the producer community on the issues in the program, and that's been going beyond our national milk membership. Now, our, our membership is all the dairy cooperatives in the country, um, and that's about two-thirds of the nation's milk is is um, marketed through cooperatives, uh, but we've done outreach to other groups, to state dairy associations across the country. We've met with them to talk about needs in their various you know, regional areas, uh, as well as the American Farm Bureau Federation, all working together to try to make sure that we have a comprehensive consensus approach on this. And I'm really pleased to see that degree of consensus. Now, it's a big industry, and we have the producer community side, we have the processor community side. Our members, the cooperatives, you know, bridge that because co-ops are both producers and producer-owned processors. Um, then you have 
uh, private or proprietary processors in the industry as well. And, and there are some, some differences there. One of the issues is in the pricing formulas, you have a what's called a manufacturing allowance. It's the cost of making cheese, dry whey, butter, and nonfat dry milk powder. Those four products are the four products that go into the, the federal order program pricing formulas. It's end product pricing, so you take USDA takes the you know the reported price at sale for you know, the wholesale price of cheese, for example, and then you've got to subtract a, a manufacturing allowance, a cost of making that product, in order to back into a per hundred weight milk price. And that make allowance hasn't been increased in 15 years. Clearly, cost of making product have increased over those last 15, these past 15 years, and we've got to deal with that. But there's an issue of what's the range of adjustment there, and the fact that they haven't been adjusted in 15 years, we don't have solid data, reliable data would say this is exactly what it should be. Um, we've, we've done a survey of our members and developed a range that we saw within our membership, and we're advancing numbers, exact actual amounts to adjust the make, the make allowance on those four products. Some of the folks in the proprietary processor community, and even, even some of our co-op members, see a need for a higher um, increase. The important thing to note is that any increase in the make allowance has the impact of reducing producer prices. So you've got to get that right, and you've got to get it balanced. And that's what our approach is, to look at not just make allowance, but look at broad, comprehensive changes, because other things we're looking at would have the impact of increasing producer milk prices. So the net of our proposal is slightly positive in terms of a pay price impact to producers. If you just adjusted the make allowance, that would be a negative, and we don't support that approach of just adjusting the make allowance. In the last three years, we've seen hyperinflation, right? The the cost of everything, labor, goods, has just skyrocketed. And, and so when we're talking about this make allowance, that, you know, over 15 years, yes, it's grown, but it's it's really bloomed in this this market that we're in currently. Is there a chance that we can get stuff done to actually affect this in time? We can get it done. Um, I'm very, very optimistic that the department will move forward on a hearing on our proposal. Um, it's not a fast process. Uh, you go through the hearing. Uh, you have an administrative law judge administer, you know, the presiding over the proceedings. There's cross-examination of witnesses. There is testimony with economic data on all the, you know, the arguments for proposals, both pro and con. End of the day, USDA takes all of that and renders a decision uh, for a recommended decision that producers ultimately will vote on to approve it or reject it. If producers vote against the, the proposal and, it was, and it's rejected, that votes out the entire order. So USDA wants to make sure they get it right because they want to make sure that it's something that will advance the interest of producers and the interest of the U.S. dairy industry. Uh, so this hearing process is important and it's one that producers have a, a huge say in. That was Jim Mulhern, the president and CEO of National Milk Producers Federation. He was giving us the bird's eye view of the proposed changes to the federal milk marketing orders. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess.